What is your next mission from God? We all have one. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Anderko, where the saints show us how it's done. And sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Julie tells their stories to help you find hope, inspiration, and direction to show how the saints discovered and accomplished God's mission for their lives. It's all about the drama in human history. We all have our part to play, and it's a part that's just ours and nobody else's. And it's important, it's weighty, it has eternal consequences. It all boils down to this time in history, our time. We were made for this time. And we don't know the future. We don't know our personal futures. We can do a lot of planning, but we really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That phone call, that diagnosis, that, that change in employment, that there's things that happen that just change the trajectory that we're on and we don't have control of it. And sometimes it can come right out of the blue, but our part and how we respond and what we do matters eternally. Jesus Christ, who is the center of this drama, the center of all human history, the Bible tells us he came to the earth to destroy the works of the devil. <clears throat> That's what he did. And we're a part of it. He invites us to join him in that salvific role to take up our cross and follow him, to go and evangelize all the nations, to be the light and salt in the earth. That's what we're to do. Okay, so now we know that this is very important. The time we spend on earth is the most important for establishing our eternity, and eternity is a long time compared to this earth. And so what we do really matters. Now, I, I want to relieve you of any angst or worry if at this point you said, you know, <laughs> I had my part and I didn't play it very well. I really messed up. I screwed up. I was sinful. I made poor judgment. I, I didn't have a good education. I was just ignorant. You can have uh, more culpability or less culpability. But I would say, don't worry. Don't worry. If you're watching this now, your story is still unfolding. And our Lord is like the uh, divine GPS. He gets us where we need to be from where we are. So if you go off course, he just, the divine recalibrator, he recalibrates everything to get you where you need to be. And our mistakes and things like that, our sins, we take care of them through confession. We do the best we can to make reparation, but then we give it to him because Jesus is the center of all time and he's the, the master of time. So we just have to trust him and leave it with him and move on so that we can finish strong with the time we have here on earth now, this very decisive time in our lives and in human history and your part that only you can play and my part that only I can play. Now, when we're going into unknown territory of such importance, we really need a guide because we haven't been this way before. We haven't been to tomorrow before. We won't be to tomorrow till we get there. We haven't been anywhere we're gonna go before. So it makes sense that we need a guide and our Lord knew that we would need it. He knew we were in this fallen world. And so he gave us his mother. You know, when Jesus was dying on the cross, St. John at the foot of the cross, he represented all of us, all of humanity. And of course there was his mother. 
And he says to her, woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. We are siblings. Jesus is our brother. We're siblings with him. That makes Mary our mother. And she received us at the foot of the cross. We're her children. And so we do have the perfect guide for this journey if we want to play our part the way we should. I'm going to read to you a quote from uh, Pope John Paul II, Saint Pope John Paul II. And this is a really amazing quote just for this, just for this decision we make about who will guide us in this world. Do not fear to take Mary as your mother on the journey of life. May Mary be a model for you of how to follow Jesus. Do not be afraid of confiding in her, of entrusting to her maternal hands every problem, every anxiety, every expectation, and every project. Above all, trust her with the project that concerned your whole life, your vocation, in the sincere gift of what you are for your own self and self-fulfillment. That is a beautiful quote from John Paul II. And he did, he followed Mary as his guide. And it came, it was an interesting time. He was a young man, Karawatiwa, and his whole world had pretty much fallen apart. I mean, it was very dramatic, trying, and um, challenging, wounding times for him. So as a young boy, he had lost his mom, right? And then when he was like uh, a middle schooler-ish, a young middle schooler, he lost his brother, who his older brother that he just loved him so much, they had a great relationship, so his brother dies. All that's left of all his living relatives is his father, and they live together. And he just, you know, relies very much on this relationship of living with his dad, and then, the Nazis invade Poland and he sees horrific things. He has several close calls with death himself. And he sees priests being carted off, friends being carted off, people being killed. It's horrific. There's no uh, hope. It's, it's a very desperate situation. And he's forced into the underground with friends to, to, to even practice his faith. And so, we have this, 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 this young man here, and he had a childlike relationship with Mary. He learned about her from his bringing up, but then something really important happens. Couple of things. One, he loses his dad. He's, he's, you know, he's 20. He's working at the sodium factory. He got a job and he would come home every day and, and then he comes home one day and his father is dead. And this is so devastating. He stayed the night with his father's body before he notified anyone to, to take care of it or, or let anybody know. And he just cried all night. And he did cry. He says in his memoirs, there's, there's uh, interviews from him about this, that he cried at 20, I am all alone. But then the Lord sends certain people into his life. We know his story, but also a little book comes into his possession. And it's True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary by Louis de Montfort.
and he takes this book with him everywhere. He takes it to work. The pages are worn. He goes back and forth over the passages and he credits it with being a decisive moment in his life to discover the Blessed Virgin Mary. So now I'm going to read to you this very short quote where he tells us about it. The reading of this book was a decisive turning point in my life, which coincided with my clandestine preparation for the priesthood. It was at that time that this curious treatise came into my hands. I remember carrying it on me for a long time, even at the sodium factory. I continually went back to certain passages. As a result, my devotion to the mother of God in my childhood and adolescence yielded to a new attitude, springing from the depths of my faith as though from the very heart of the Trinity and Jesus Christ. There's one sentence more, but I want to stop here. Mary's role, you, like you have your role, I have my role. Her role is one of them, is to bring Jesus to the world. So she didn't hesitate. You know, at the Annunciation, even when he's in her womb, she brings him to St. Elizabeth and, and St. John and, 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 and St. Elizabeth's husband, Zachariah. She, she can't wait. She's going to bring him. This is her role. As soon as she knows it, she goes with it. She's always bringing him to us, leading him to us. And of course, he's the God-man. And so he's our bridge, our way into the life of the Trinity so we can be in God. So when he says, springing from the depths of my faith as though from the very heart of the Trinity in Jesus Christ, this is because this is what Mary does. Her other job is to turn us into saints, to make us into other versions of Christ by becoming the best version of ourselves, what we were created to be, who we were created to be. And so she really is a good guide. Now another saint that I wanna bring up uh, briefly, as I guess not a saint, Venerable Fulton Sheen. She was his guide from the beginning, and he took her as a guide. And there's some beautiful things. All the saints have wonderful things to teach us. I mean, we could go into a lot of different directions in Mariology and, and, and the riches. that just It just never seems to end. But I want to leave you with one thought in this um, year of the Eucharist, the Eucharistic revival. And it's something that Fulton Sheen taught Others have taught it too, but he taught this, that Mary's relationship with Jesus in the Eucharist is that he received his body and his blood from her. There's no earthly father. All his DNA, all his flesh, all his blood came from her. Yeah, it's once removed, but it's, it's hers. And so we think, well, when a priest is consecrating mass, he, he says, this is my body. He says, this is my blood. He's in persona Christi. Well, Mary's not in persona Christi. She's his mother. But in a way, she can say when Jesus was on the cross or when he was in her arms as a baby or in her arms as, when he was dead or when he was raised, she can say, this is my body and this is my blood. She can say it like no other person can. And I think that's something interesting to ponder 
during this this year where we're so focused as a whole church, well, at least in the United States, on the Eucharist and the presence of Christ. He received his body and his blood from Mary. Mary had an irreplaceable part. Now, could God have set it up so that he didn't need her? Of course he could have, but he set it up so that he would. He set it up so that he needed her. And God the Father trusted her with Jesus. He, he was in her womb as a one-cell zygote. So if God the Father can entrust his son to Mary to keep him safe, to raise him, of course with St. Joseph, she needed some help. So we can trust her with ourselves. She's been proven. She had the most difficult job in the whole world. And then second to that was St. Joseph, the most difficult job in the world, and they were trusted. So we can trust them, and particularly we can trust the Virgin Mary with our mission, with our particular role to play in the story of salvation. We have a lot to be grateful for that Jesus gave us his mom. Mother Mary, pray for us. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with author and speaker, Julie Anderko. For more about Julie, visit her website at catholicfinishstrong.com and follow her YouTube channel, Catholic Saints on Mission. You can find previous episodes of Your Next Mission from God on the free Hail Mary Media app or your favorite podcast platform. Your Next Mission from God is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon.